All right, uh, thank you for that performance, Shapiro's. And uh, thank you for joining us today as uh, we uh, have an opportunity to think about the special season uh, that we are in. And uh, one of the things that uh, my family enjoys during this season, I think especially my wife, but probably all of us to some degree or another, is the lights. Uh, we like walking around the neighborhood and uh, seeing uh, all the uh, Christmas lights on neighboring houses. I have a couple of videos that uh, I will ask Luke to uh, show. Uh, one of them is uh, from just around the corner of where I live, and the other is around the corner from where my mother lives in Los Angeles. And uh, once Luke is able to put those on, I'll, I'll say a couple of things about them. Maybe I can speak a little bit while Luke is, uh, is working on that uh, technical challenge. But uh, one of the things we notice about these lights, which hopefully will come through in the video, is uh, this year it seems like they've really gone uh, maybe uh, over the top in some displays. You just see more lights uh, and uh, more uh, things associated with those lights to try to uh, try to impress us even more. And uh, I think the, the reason for that, oh, there you go, here it is. There's a sound with it if you happen to have this. It's okay if you don't. And this is right around the corner from where we live. And yeah, these guys don't just have a lot of lights on, they have like a movie playing in a top story window, and they have arches with lights for you to walk under. Can you get the other one on too? So this is the one right next to us. This is the one near my mom's house. And again, you see a lot of lights on. And if there's a sound on, you'll be able to hear them playing uh, Christmas songs. Uh, anyways, why am I showing this? What's the point is, uh, it seems like people feel that uh, this year, uh, we need a little bit more of Christmas cheer, right? They, they, everybody had a disappointing year. This is not perhaps uh, the 2020 we were hoping for at the beginning of the year. And as we're wrapping up the year, people feel we need to try to find more joy. We need to bring more joy into this year. And so they're making this uh, impressive Christmas display. What I wanted to talk about uh, today and hopefully not take too long about it, is uh, the real reason for joy in uh, Christmas. Uh, it's not the Christmas lights. Believe it or not, it's not even the, the gifts we give to each other, though as uh, Nick pointed out this morning, it is about a gift. It's a gift that uh, God has given us. And uh, <clears throat> it was captured in these verses that... Uh, uh, my children quoted from uh, Luke chapter 2 also. Uh, Nick quoted them in his devotional uh, this morning. Uh, in uh, Luke 2 and verse 10, it says, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. So there is a great joy 
Uh, and it's to all people, which means, you know what, it's even for us today, uh, Fremont 2020, uh, the message that was being brought by the angels applied to us today, and it's enough reason for us to have joy, and that joy is found in verse 11, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So the joy we can feel even today, 2,000 years later, is all wrapped up in the person of the Lord Jesus being born uh, in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. So let's think about that a little bit. I divided this message into four parts, not counting this introduction. First of all, <coughs> we will want to look at the fact of it. What is it that happened? Second, we want to think about the reason for it. What is it that happened? Or why did it happen? And uh, then we want to think about the joy of it. Why should it bring us such joy? And then finally, uh, the application of this message. So first of all, what's the fact of it? The fact of it was that uh, 2,000 years ago, a baby was born in Bethlehem, and uh, this baby was God himself. In the song, we like to sing, what, what child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? What kind of a child was it? Whom angels greet with anthems sweet, while shepherds watch are keeping. A very unusual baby that would result in angels uh, coming in the sky and, and singing uh, glory to God at the birth of this baby. And the answer is found for us in John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This baby was no one less than God himself coming in the flesh and uh, entering this world as a baby. <clears throat> we want to remember that he was fully man and fully God, the only such person in history. What is the reason for it? Why did God enter this world as a baby? In Hebrews chapter 2, it says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. This verse seems to be uh, perhaps particularly designed <coughs> for 2020, uh, while uh, people are sheltering in their homes uh, out of fear of death. Uh, COVID-19 is a deadly disease. Uh, we may not all feel that it justifies the extent uh, of of uh, fear that people have been displaying. But uh, the reality is uh, people all over the world are avoiding contact with other people. Uh, <coughs> some of them have uh, lost their jobs because uh, people are not going out to restaurants or to the movie theater. Um, they, uh, my children are going to school remotely, which means they're in their home, on their computers, 
uh, seeing their teachers through a computer screen, and they're not there in person. Uh, <clears throat> many of us would like to go and spend time with our families uh, this Christmas season, but we can't, uh, because either uh, we're obeying the mandates of, of uh, local ordinances, or uh, we ourselves are afraid, or maybe our family is too scared to, to see us. <clears throat> so it is, it is the fear of death, and we're in bondage uh, to the fear of death in some way uh, this year, more than uh, previous years. And yet this is a fear that always existed. <clears throat> we are thankful that a vaccine has been developed for COVID-19. So uh, pretty soon you'll be able to go to uh, a clinic and you'll get a shot in the arm. And uh, I think six weeks later, you'll go again and you'll get another shot in the arm. And we're told that if you do that, uh, you will be 95% uh, uh, safe from getting uh, COVID-19, which uh, for many of us, that would be very encouraging <coughs> to have that vaccine or just because by people having the vaccine, once again, we'll be able to get out and, and uh, return to uh, normal life. But uh, this vaccine will not save you from death. Uh, everyone who, who gets this vaccine uh, will still die. Uh, perhaps not from COVID-19, but one of the many other causes of death. In fact, COVID-19 uh, has never been a major cause of death in the sense that uh, most people today are dying from other causes uh, than COVID-19. What is the reason uh, for this death. We're told in these verses, in verse 14, that uh, it is the devil who has the power of death. Now, to understand that correctly, we would have to go back to the beginning of the Bible, where we would find God made Adam and Eve after his own image, and he gave them life. And he gave them one commandment, and that commandment was not to eat of the tree of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And he warned them, that in the day they will eat of that tree, they will surely die. <clears throat> now, the power of Satan allowed him to come into the midst of that garden and tempt Eve uh, and through her Adam to disobey God and to eat of uh, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And as a result, Adam and Eve died. And uh, they passed that judgment to us we as Adam's and Eve's descendants uh, also die because of our rebellion against God in the Garden of Eden. We all shared in that action of rebelling against God. And we all share in the judgment of death as a result. And that is the real reason people die today. It's not COVID-19, it's not heart disease. <clears throat> It is because of our disobedience against God. But Jesus came to change all of that. Because we're told here, inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, that's you and me, he likewise, Jesus, shared in the same. That's why he entered the world as a baby. That's why he became a human being to be uh, like us, of the same nature that we have. And that enabled him to, through death, uh, destroy 
him who had the power of death, that is, uh, the devil. What does that mean? The Bible tells us that when Jesus died, he, he died in our place. So Jesus did not rebel against God. He wasn't a sinner. He didn't deserve to die. He could have lived on forever, but he took our place on the cross so that the death that I deserve to die and you deserve to die was fully satisfied in Jesus' death on the cross for us. And now that God's uh, justice was justified, uh, you and I don't have to die. We don't have to be uh, separated from God. It's interesting to me, it says in this verse that it was through death that Jesus delivered us from the power of death. And what we need to recognize, Jesus didn't just die for our sins, he also rose from the dead. He went through death into a new life. We're told in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20, but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Jesus, by Jesus rising from the dead, he prepared the way for you and me to rise from the dead as well. So now we don't have to be um, worried about death, right? We don't have to be afraid of death. We don't have to be afraid of COVID-19 uh, because we will be raised as well. As surely as Jesus himself rose from the dead, so certain is our own personal resurrection if we are in Christ. We were born in Adam. We can't help that fact. By receiving the gift, by receiving what Jesus did on the cross for our sins, by trusting in him as our savior, by believing the news of the angels, we are made in Christ. And by being in Christ, we are raised again. As surely as we die in Adam, as surely as we will die one day, because we are Adam's descendants, so surely is our personal resurrection, bodily resurrection from the dead because we are in Christ. And so we could uh, join in that song that my uh, children just sang. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our savior was born on Christmas day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Third, the joy of it. What is the joy of this message? Well, we can certainly rejoice simply in that fact that Jesus paid the penalty for our sins and we will be raised again uh, uh, and be in heaven. My uh, children uh, enjoy Christmas gifts. And, and I understand that. Uh, we all used to enjoy getting uh, Christmas gifts. Now, I confess, over the years, getting the gifts became less meaningful uh, to me. <clears throat> and instead, what I enjoy more about Christmas is getting together 
with family. What we find is it's the relationship we have, it's the people we have in our lives that actually bring us greater joy than material gifts, right? It's part of, of growing up. And the same is true in the Christian life. <clears throat> when I was saved, I was simply happy that I wasn't going to go to hell for all of eternity, right? That was good enough, right? The fact that uh, instead Jesus was preparing a place for me in heaven, that was good enough for me. But what we realize uh, over time is that the gift of eternal life isn't just about changing our address from hell to heaven. It's about a relationship. Jesus said, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So eternal life isn't about location. It's about a relationship. We were separated from God because of our sins, and Jesus came to restore it. When we put our faith in Jesus and our sins are put away, <coughs> we're given a new life, a new relationship with God. And it's that relationship with God that is the true joy of the gift. Yes, we can rejoice, like I said, being delivered from hell and, and having a home in heaven, but it's the relationship with God that is our true source of joy. Uh, Isaiah says it so well in chapter 12, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid, for Yah, or Jehovah the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So it's God himself who is our salvation. It's really our relationship with him that he saved us for. And it's out of that relationship that we're drawing our joy, our continued uh, joy that we can experience today. And yes, to a greater degree in heaven, when we're completely separated from sins, we're separated from these bodies that offer bring us uh, pain and uh, and have sinful tendencies. Uh, we will be surrounded uh, only with uh, others that love God, all pain, uh, death, tears will be wiped away. So certainly there, are, there is a greater level of joy we will enjoy in heaven, but the intrinsic value of it in our relationship with God really starts now and we can draw water from the wells of salvation. We can increase our joy in him. Now, all right, last, the application, the application of uh, the message. Uh, today, we order most of our gifts uh, online. Uh, I can go out to Amazon or uh, perhaps some other online store and order you a nice present. Now, if it is a particularly valuable present, they won't just drop it off at your doorstep out of fear that somebody else might come and, and take it. Uh, so what they require is a signature. So when the delivery person brings it to your door, uh, he has to knock on the door, or ring the bell, or get your attention. So you will come out and you'll actually sign for the gift that I will send you. Otherwise, he won't give it to you if you won't sign for it. 
because he is responsible to making sure that you really get uh, the gift. The same applies uh, for us receiving this uh, gift that, that uh, Jesus is offering you and me. The gift of Christmas uh, must be received. Let's say that uh, the, door, the delivery man knocks on the door and says, I have a gift for, for you from uh, Noad Shapiro. And uh, you will say, I don't know, Noad. I, I don't want to take this. I, you know, this might be a bomb. Who knows? Uh, and he won't give it to you, right? If you're not, if you don't recognize the uh, sender and you don't recognize the value of the gift and you don't want the gift, you will not get the gift in that sense. And the same is true with the gift of Christmas. Uh, God will not force himself upon you. You have to recognize the giver. You have to recognize God, that this, he is the one who is offering you this eternal life. You, you have to want it. You have to say, this is something I want. I want to be forgiven for my sins. I want to be reconciled to God. I believe that, that uh, this is a genuine gift, that Jesus, in his death on the cross and resurrection, has the power to give me this eternal life. And I want it. You have to do that. It says in John 1, he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. That was the truth about Jesus. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. We see a picture of it in Jesus being born in a stable. There was no room for him in the inn. Now that was just figurative or a picture of the spiritual reality of the nation of Israel and really the whole world having no place for Jesus in their heart. They didn't want him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. So let me appeal to you, if you haven't yet done so, if you haven't yet received that gift of eternal life that God is offering you, uh, why not do it today? Why not take this Christmas season to receive God's Christmas gift to you? of eternal life. We sing joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. Second, an application for believers uh, today. It says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 3, that which we have seen and heard we declare to you, this is John the Apostle speaking about how he shared the gospel with uh, the people he's writing the letter to, that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Like I said, that was the real goal of the gift is the fellowship we can enjoy, yes, with each other, but chiefly with God. God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. The fullness of joy of Christmas comes through this special opportunity for having fellowship uh, with God. A fellowship we can enjoy now, a joy that we can enjoy now. This is the message which we have heard from Him and declare to you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. 
If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. What these verses uh, speak about is the fact that we have a choice. Uh, we have a choice to walk with God and enjoy fellowship with him. Or we have a choice to do whatever we want to do, right? Not walk with God, not walk uh, in the light, allow different things to distract us, or potentially even uh, be involved in sin, which causes a break in our fellowship with God. We will not enjoy this fullness of joy that, uh, that God came to give us here as believers. We can miss out on the joy, uh, but we don't have to. All we have to do is to walk in the light. Uh, confess our sins. Do I sin? Yes, I do daily. But I can confess my sin and return into fellowship with God and walk with God. And I can experience again uh, the fullness of joy that Jesus came to give us. So again, what's the main point? The angels came and they say that these are good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Uh, it's us today. Even 2020 cannot take away our joy. Uh, if we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we walk with him. So let's, uh, let's uh, pray that we will enjoy him in such a manner this Christmas season. Lord Jesus, we thank you that your desire for us was fullness of joy. Lord, and we can experience that fullness of joy by simply walking uh, with you. We pray for anyone who has not yet received you as uh, their Lord and Savior and uh, hasn't come yet into that joy, that they will do so during this Christmas season. And we do uh, pray for all of us uh, as we stumble in sin to return to you, to confess our sins and to experience that cleansing, that regeneration of your forgiveness and to uh, walk with you and enjoy that fullness of joy you came to give us. Uh, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.